And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KC, and we are excited to let you know that today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Today we have with us Corrine Summers with Artisan Pharmacy, and she is here to talk to us about mindfulness and her entrepreneurial journey and and wellness and all kinds of tasty little nuggets. So we're going to dive right into it. Corrine, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, I'm so glad. Yay. You know, so I have been really excited about this particular episode because I think that health and wellness is very much top of mind uh, for people these days, given uh, what's going on in the world with COVID-19 and all that. So so really excited to talk to you. And I, I want to jump right into it. I'm just going to ask you, tell us how you got to do what you do, what you do, and, and and talk to us about your journey. Oh, man, let me tell you, it has absolutely been a journey and one that I never expected. Um, you know, my, my dad was a financial advisor, and I worked in his office when I was in high school. And so I was kind of set up to be a financial advisor. I, you know, took all my licensing exams um, and started in a firm in Washington, D.C. in my early 20s and was really excelling in finance and thought that that was literally what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Um, You know, I was good at math, good at numbers. I really loved working with people and was really successful at it. And like I said, thought it was going to be something that I did forever. And then I got really sick and was dealing with a lot of um, intense stress in my life. I took a little hiatus between two jobs and I traveled for four and a half months in India and Nepal and Sri Lanka and Tibet. And I studied all of these different tools for wellness. Um, like I said, I was, I was kind of sick at the time. I was in the process of being diagnosed with some autoimmune issues, which then later turned out to actually be undiagnosed Lyme disease, um, which we can possibly dig into more later. But it was kind of like, you know, I was in a really stressful time and was dealing with um, you know, like I said, the in- impact of the stress of my job and the stress of this illness. And then I took this trip and I was studying wellness and meditation and, and yoga and using food as uh, a way to heal and support mind body health. And the more I started diving into those tools for healing and well being for myself, and then was seeing the impact my stress reducing, excelling in thriving more in my life, being able to start to recover from a lot of the issues I was going through, uh, I started to just share this knowledge with anybody that I could and started getting all of my licensing exams for then for yoga, you know, becoming a yoga certified teacher and a meditation instructor studying Ayurveda and um, moving in that direction on the side as a side hustle. 
So it really started as like something that I was doing on my weekends and spending my evenings um, after I got back from that trip and went back to my finance job. And then in, so that was in 2012, that big trip. And then in 2016, I decided to go full-time and launched my wellness coaching business. So it was kind of a lot of stressful events that led me to this passion that was completely um, unexpected and it's the best decision I've ever made. I've never looked back. That is awesome. So, so talk to us a little bit about the, the mechanics and the specifics of your, your practice. So, so you talked about yoga, you talked about, so, so meditation, um, what other tools and tricks are kind of in your toolbox, um, that you share with your clients? Uh, well, these days I primarily work with entrepreneurs and small business owners. So, it's, I've actually gotten away from doing, I don't do as much yoga anymore. It's a very small part of um, my coaching practice. And I've gotten a lot more into more the business coaching side of things. And it's primarily mindset. So the mindset of an entrepreneur, the mindset of um, somebody that is thriving in all capacities of their life, um, overcoming their traumas and um, whatever stressful events have happened in their life and creating more clarity around their, their goals and, and what they want to achieve and then moving towards uh, attracting more of what they want. Uh, so I work a lot with meditation and mindfulness tools and uh, also diet. So this is one of the main foundations I've discovered uh, is just, it's an integral part of success in all, all areas of our, our lives, all spheres of our lives. Um, strong mind, strong body, leads to uh, more success in, in, like I said, every capacity of our business. So I use myriad tools from my studies in ancient wellness, and they're all kind of about, you know, reducing or releasing stress and things that are holding us back or causing challenges and struggle in our life and moving toward more towards our goals with clarity and inner power. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we, we love inner power here at Startup Hustle. So, so one of the concepts that I found really, really intriguing about what you do and wanted to talk to you about was th this concept of a soul client. What is a soul client? So I believe in entrepreneurship and anybody that wants to start something, we're doing it for a reason. I mean, for me, it was, you know, these really traumatic health experiences. I went through being sick and being in a really bad place. Um, it was overcoming those challenges in my life uh, that created this passion and desire to help others create the same transformation in their lives. Uh, whoever you are as an entrepreneur, whatever it is you're doing, you're doing it for a reason. Something motivated you, something triggered you, something pushed you towards that transformation and towards wanting to share this great knowledge that you have and this great gift with the world. And so I believe that, you know, each of us are meant to work with a certain group of people. And, you know, we were doing this for a reason to help a certain group of people. Um, but too often in entrepreneurship, we get carried away with, you know, taking whatever business comes up for us or, you know, whatever referrals might come our way or just kind of grasping at straws. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in the hustle and in the chaos of the world around us, and especially with, you know, social media and the way digital marketing um, has become, you know, it, the bread and butter of really any successful business, there's so many different areas that you could focus on. You know, it's easy to become caught up in decision overwhelm and completely 
you know, get lost in the different avenues and different ways that you can market yourself. And so I always go back to who are you? Why are you doing what you're doing? And who are you here to serve you uniquely you? You have to be the decider as an entrepreneur. You decide who you want to work with. And then from there, when you're really strong and anchored in, in who you serve, you're then able to attract them through everything else that you do. And that's how you get away from, you know, create more clarity around those kinds of business decisions and, and get away from, um, you know, getting lost, like I said, in, in the hustle or the overwhelm of all the different options that are available to us out there in this digital age. Um, because it always comes back, you know, it's, it's going to be unique to everyone. Everyone is going to be needing to do slightly different activities or, or working in a slightly different area based on who it is they're here to serve. Um, so I call these our soul clients who you really want to work with. Like when you, this is like when you close your eyes and you're dreaming about your business and you're in that like sweet space where you can just, your whole body is buzzing because you could, you just feel so alive with, you know, working with this particular group of people. And when you're imagining the future of your business, this is who you, you see yourself connecting with. Um, so that's your soul client. You have to know who they are before you can attract them into your space. Absolutely. And so, so I think um, it sounds like you might believe in the, in the power of attraction, um, being strong in yourself and understanding who you are and what you do and why you do it in order to, to attract like-minded people. Um, how, what do you do personally to, to center yourself and to find that, that truth that can attract others? You know, it's, all of the different techniques that I've sort of referenced already um, coming together to build what I call my inner armor. Um, you know, those, those practices and the, the rituals that I've created for myself and also create, you know, as I'm working with my clients, we co-create co rituals that work for them. Um, you know, something a little bit different works for everybody, but for me, it's a combination of um, a little bit of a mindful flowing yoga and mantras and affirmations that I repeat to myself and meditation, clearing my mind of all the chaos and all the stuff out there in the world around me to come back to um, my center, who I am, and again, why I'm doing what I'm doing and who I feel I'm here to serve and support in the world. Um, so, you know, I know <laughs> just like a silly thing, but when I'm working with my entrepreneur clients, like a really common theme I find is that when they wake up first thing in the morning, the first thing they do is they look at their phone and check all of their messages in all the different categories, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, email. <laughs> it is so easy. When you do that, you get yourself off track instantly. Like you, you instantly like dump all of these different triggers and sensations onto your plate. And I like, that is the first step to derailing your day. I truly believe this. The mindset of an entrepreneur, success mindset, and starts with the morning ritual. I mean, you hear this, I'm not the first person to say this, right? I mean, hundreds of successful uh, motivational speakers and CEOs and gurus and leaders uh, and athletes all around the world say this again and again. Yet, for some reason, many of us still get caught up in that rat race of instantly getting sucked in your to-do list. And it's not the way to go. If you want to be in that realm of attraction and alignment, 
And those two things are really important for building a successful business, 100%. That's awesome. And, and I have to tell you, like, as you're talking, I'm just totally recognizing myself and what you're saying. So, so what's an example or a couple examples of mantras or affirmations that people can say to themselves in order to recenter and, and start the day off right? Okay, so if you want to start changing your life, one, one ritual you can do. Turn on your, your turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to bed. All right, that is step that's step one. The night before, okay. phone on airplane mode. Your alarm will still go off. There's no problem there. When you wake up in the morning, don't turn it off airplane mode yet. Grab your phone, turn your alarm on or your your a timer on for like five minutes, and you can repeat some affirmations to yourself. There are tons out there. And actually, if anybody from this podcast wants to send me an email, which you'll be able to find in the show notes on my website, if you want to connect with me, I'll send you a free copy of my affirmations guide to anybody from uh, Startup Hustle as a special gift for you. This is usually something I share with my my, my, pri- my private clients. But since we're talking about it and it's really hard to share a lot of affirmations on a podcast, um, definitely send me that email and, and I'm happy to, to share that with you guys. Uh, but one of the one of the most simple ones is that I love is my mind has unlimited power. This is like one that I use to like really get myself going when I when I when I'm you know find myself in any like limiting beliefs or beating myself up like you're a failure, you never have success in anything. You know, we all get there some from time to time. When I catch myself in those thoughts, I'm like, no. Switch it and reverse it, flip the script. Uh, my mind has unlimited power. And I'll just say that to myself, or I might tell myself I'm brilliant or that I completely accept myself. I deeply, completely love myself. I deeply, completely accept myself. Um, you know, it sounds silly, but these little, these little things make a big difference. This is what layers into our subconscious, which is where we actually start to take action. It impacts our emotions, the way we feel about ourselves. It impacts the action and the way we show up which as we all know, showing up, step one to reaching your goals. Um, It's amazing when you start doing these affirmation practices, actually, you start to realize how many negative thought patterns you might've created over over the years. Um, And this is a way to like rewire your brain for success. That's amazing. I love that. My mind has unlimited power. All right. So so just so you know, I'm probably going to going to borrow that. Uh, at some point. So, so thank you for sharing that. And thank you for your, your generous offer. I love it. Um, so, so let me ask you this. I, I want to delve a little bit more deeply into, into a piece of your journey that you mentioned. You, you said that you went through a period of time where you were sick um, and that, you know, a lot of what you're doing today is a direct result of that. So, so talk to us a little bit about that piece of the journey more in depth. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you were, you were struggling at that point. Um, and I, would be really curious to hear how some of these practices and some of these, um, these things that you're doing were able to kind of pull you out of what had to have been a very tough spot. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a really hard, horrible time in my life. Uh, but I'm grateful for it today because I probably wouldn't be sitting here and, and doing what I do, what I'm doing now in my life, um, which I love so much. I'm so grateful and so happy to be able to 
share the knowledge and wisdom that I have with others as a coach. And uh, I never imagined being so fulfilled in my life. So I want to say that first, because I am grateful, even though it was a really, really hard journey. Um, and sometimes beautiful things come out of our struggles. And it's actually been pretty cool to see that so many other wellness entrepreneurs, I work, I work a lot with um, other, other wellness entrepreneurs or conscious entrepreneurs, and so many of them started businesses because of a problem or a struggle that they had. And they were passionate about it because they struggled and they wanted to share what helped them with others. And, you know, for me too, it's like, I first had Lyme disease in 2010 and I was, I was diagnosed with it. Then I had um, gone on a hiking trip in the Shenandoah mountains. And uh, a few days later I had like the rash. I had found a tick on me. And so I went, they put me on antibiotics, told me I would be fine. Long story short, eight years later, I was diagnosed with it again. And so I've been struggling this entire time and I, I technically still have it. I have what's called post, um, it's like chronic, it's called chronic Lyme sometimes, or I forget what it's called, post Lyme syndrome or, or something. It's the immune system basically creates a permanent response and negative response in the body. And so you continue to experience symptoms and it can last, it can go into remission and come back and all these crazy things. If it were not for the practices that I do in my daily life, I would not feel well. <laughs> If I didn't, I quit eating dairy. I quit eating gluten. I drink very little alcohol. Um, I went completely toxin free in all of my cleaning and like household products and meditation, yoga, mindfulness practices. I mean, meditation completely changed my life. I, during that period of time and being so sick, you know, I was, it was lonely. I was stressed. I was sad. Um, and it was committing to these practices was like recommitting to myself and that I was worthy of health, that I was worthy of having a future life after being so sick. And I don't know, I just clawed my way up. I, I was so dedicated to these practices day after day after day, and they slowly ripple effect changed my entire life. Um, and now I notice like if I get away from these practices, these tools, these rituals that I've, I've created in my, in my daily life, when I get away from them, I don't, I don't feel so good anymore. Um, and you know, they, they, they can keep me strong. They keep my mind sharp. They keep my body strong and they allow me to continue to run my business and thrive and be successful at it and have fun and, you know, feel at peace and I can sleep again <laughs> and all of those good things. So whether you're somebody's out there that's struggling, you know, trying to run a business and, and are struggling with your health in some way or something else, you know, there's all, there are always things that we can do to get ourselves back on track. I truly, truly believe that. Awesome. Well, and, and so when you were getting started, did you, were, were the people in your life largely supportive? Did you have naysayers, people who just didn't understand why you were transitioning from this, you know, kind of traditionally accepted finance career into something that was, you know, so, so, I mean, being an entrepreneur is risky, you know, what, what was that like? Oh, I had so many naysayers <laughs> leaving a very comfortable finance job that I was excelling at. Um, I, I had a lot of people telling me that or questioning. So why do you want to do this again? Um, and you know, have to claw your way up as an entrepreneur. And I just had this vision, you know, I had, the, I think that going, you know, all the practices I was doing to like the, you know, all the meditation practices I was doing to 
work through my issues and heal different challenges or, or traumas and, and struggles that I've dealt with to improve my health. As I went through all of that, I became more connected to myself and who I am. I became more connected to my passions and the things that light me up in life. And this was when I started to realize, you know, okay, I started to be, feel very called to sharing everything that I had learned and to taking this new path. And those messages and those gut feelings were so strong. I was able to stand up to everybody and say, you know, I don't care about the money. I don't care about, <laughs> you know, the benefits. And um, I, it's time for me to let this go and jump into this new territory. And it would have been really easy for me to, to not do that because I had, you know, family members and friends and all of my colleagues and coworkers in the finance industry who I had been connected to for, you know, I've been doing this since I was basically a kid working in my dad's financial planning office. So I had a lot of mentors and people in my life that were from the finance world and they definitely did not understand it. And what I realized is some of it was their fear. You know, other people are afraid to take that leap and to take that jump and that's okay. They can be there if, you know, it's, it, we're all in our own unique journey and the timing is different for each of us, you know, especially as an entrepreneur of when to take that leap. Um, but I just knew, and I trusted my gut and because of all of the, the, the practices that I was doing to stay connected to myself and to, um, go after what I wanted and, and further develop my passions and seek peace and joy in my life. You know, it was those, those things were so strong and I, I knew I would find it on this, on this path. So I finally just, yeah, went for it. You just did it. You just did it. <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> um, what about you? I'm curious. Can I ask? I, I, sure. I mean, this, this is your show, my friend. <laughs> what made you decide to take your leap? Um, you know, I, I, I've always been a little bit of an entrepreneur. I've always had a side hustle. You know, us entrepreneurs love our side hustle. Um, but I was working for an organization that actually served entrepreneurs um, here in Kansas City. And I, I just fell in love with entrepreneurs and startup founders because I, I, I enjoy the passion and resourcefulness that I see in these individuals. And, and I, I always kind of wanted to, to emulate that. Um, but with, with Innovate Her KC, I ultimately made the leap um, totally by accident. Um, this community that I had started through, you know, fate and happenstance was growing really, really quickly. And um, I was really only giving it about 10% of my attention because, you know, I had my, my day job that I loved, you know, I loved my day job, but I was only giving it 10% of my attention. And then I had an epiphany. I was like, you know, if all of this is happening and all of this growth is occurring and there's this clear and demonstrated need, um, what would happen if I were to give 100%, 110% of my attention? What could we accomplish? And so, so that was the question that kind of was ringing in my mind. Um, when I, when I, took the leap, quit my job and, and started doing Innovator KC full-time. <laughs> Interesting. I, people don't actually usually ask me questions during this. So that's, uh, I'm a little bit in the hot seat. That was funny. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I mean, I love, as you know, I've, I've, I work with entrepreneurs and I love hearing an entrepreneur's journey. It's like my favorite part of what I do. Everybody's so unique and I love hearing about why did you do it? And you know, what made you just decide to go for it. Cause at some point you just have to take the leap. 
and trust yourself, you know, trust yourself enough that like you were saying, okay, what happens if I give this 110%? Like you believed in yourself enough to know, okay, I can do this and let's see what happens when I give it my all. So they're just having that trust. Yeah, there's this uh, Kurt Vonnegut quote that I've always loved, and I'm sure most people have have heard it, but uh, it's something along the lines of you have to jump off cliffs and grow wings on the way down. And I, I, I really think that that's kind of what being an entrepreneur is like you, you there is no certainty in being an entrepreneur, but you you make that leap and you trust that you're going to grow your wings and you're going to figure it out and you're going to make it happen because you believe strongly enough in what you're doing that that faith um, just kind of propels you forward. And I, I love that. <laughs> and Well, and space, I mean, think about, okay, what does an entrepreneur fundamentally do? They create, you're a creator. Yeah. Creating something. And you, what do you need to create space? You can only do it actually in that empty space. If it's full of stuff, if it's full of other responsibilities or too many thoughts or, um, you know, trying to go after even like too many goals at the, at the same time, you don't have enough space to be truly in um, that creation state. Yeah. Well, so that actually, it's a, it's a nice segue into the next question that I wanted to talk to you about, or the next topic that I wanted to talk to you about, which was the, the entrepreneurial success mindset. You know, it's something that you, you've mentioned and you've kind of, we've kind of talked around, but I want to delve a little bit more deeply into that. So what does the entrepreneurial success mindset look like to you? Uh, Well, this is, this is resilience at its finest, right? The ability to stay committed and keep showing up for yourself day after day after day, regardless of the winds around you. Um, So there's this concept that I love that I had read about in a book when um, I was in India and I spent 11 days in silence in an ashram. Crazy what comes up. Wow. Crazy what comes up when you're silent with yourself for 11 days. Um, but I did do some, I did do some, a little bit of reading. You're not supposed to like do too much of that, but I did do a little bit of reading and I, I read about this idea of being like the blue flame. Okay. So just bear with me for a minute. <laughs> the blue flame. All right. In any, in any flame, the blue center part of the flame is completely still. It's like the hottest part of the flame and it stays completely still despite the winds of the world around, around it. So if you blow on the flame, the yellow part of the flame, it'll flicker, it'll move, it'll dance. But the blue part of the flame actually remains completely still. And so it was this concept of, you know, that we must be like, you know, that this this is the ultimate goal of all of these practices and of a human life in transformation and, and growth and ultimate enlightenment is that we can achieve this peacefulness, this stillness from the inside out that no matter what happens, you have, you know, a few calls with, uh, with potential clients, they don't go the way you want, something falls through, you know, your computer doesn't work that day, you have to, you know, move your website to a new platform. I mean, the, mil- the millions of things that come up, you know, hiring people to work, to work with you, firing people that work with you, all of these different things that can happen on the outside that they don't impact or affect your inner strength and your ability to stay peaceful and connected to what you're creating and to your ultimate goals and ultimate success. So there are all of these things that I've kind of talked about. I mean, meditation and mindfulness practices are, are the ones that um, in particular I, I use to help people build this success mindset. 
Um, but it's just this idea, you know, it's it, and like I said, it takes something a little bit different for everybody to get to this place of pure strength where they feel daily, they wake up ready to ready to go and to take action. Um, it, it takes all of these, you know, it's all of these different techniques and practices on a, on a daily basis to, to build that. Sorry, I got a little, a little distracted from the original. No, I, I, in addition to founder and CEO, I think you need to add master of the metaphor to your business cards. (laughs) Just saying, I I love the, the, the blue flame. And again, like you keep on giving me things that I'm going to be using in my daily life going forward. Oh, good. Uh, Good. That's my goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, but that's something that like sticks with me that in the inner armor, like the blue flame, the inner armor, like those are things and that, you know, I'm on, I have unlimited power. Like those are the things that I use that really build me up when it's so easy to get knocked down. And, you know, sure. I think it's recognizing, um, I love this. I'm going to share another little tidbit that I use with my clients, which is, um, for the success mindset, which is this ratio, a sales ratio I learned when I was in finance. They say that, and it really helped me with like, if I wouldn't get a client looking at each quote unquote failure as a success. So they say that for every 10 people you reach out to, three of them might take a meeting with you and one will become a client. So that basically means for every 10 numbers of outreach, maybe one person becomes a client. And this is like a general number that they used uh, like a hundred years of <laughs> um practice to create this ratio and say, Hey, okay, this is, this is roughly what it comes out to. Some people are a little more, some people might be a little bit less, but roughly for every 10 contacts, one person will become a client 10%. So when we lose an opportunity, it's looking at it as a success. Like, okay, I'm one more. This is how I do it. I'm one more closer to my goal. That wasn't a sole client. They weren't aligned. It's okay. The next one will be. Um, so I use that, that little reminder to myself a lot as well to stay resilient and on track. And it also helps me determine, okay, well, if I need this many clients this month, if I know that for every 10, I'm only going to maybe get, maybe only one will become a client. And I will tell you, my ratio is higher these days. Uh, it's taken a lot of work, but it's it's, it's higher and higher, the more aligned I get to my, to my own, uh, goals and ambitions. So, uh, you know, I, I look at it and I'm like, okay. That's fine. That was a success. These are all every every outreach is a success, and that mindset has really helped me a lot because I know one thing that my entrepreneur clients come to me with a lot is like, "How do you overcome when somebody doesn't want to work with you?" Right? Yeah. Well, and I I, I mean that's a problem that is that's a tale as old as time. You know, pretty much every entrepreneur is going to have to deal with that at some point or another. So so kind of reframing that that experience i think is is a really fantastic way to go about it i love that um so well so tell me tell me this you know we've kind of talked about um you know success and failures we've talked around it but um what is something that you or or your business personally failed at oh um we're going we're gonna to get to the good part in just a second, but I want to start cool. there. <laughs> I, I love talking about failure. It's an integral part to success. So I am totally comfortable here. Um, I'm actually trying to decide between two different things <laughs> because, um, you know, I, I think this is the message I want to share. So the, the main area that I have struggled and honestly, even when I continue the, the problems that I can, that I have even, you know, today 
when I have issues, it's because I'm trying to do too much. It's always because I'm saying yes to too much and I'm trying to do too much and that I'm not, um, this is why I think that that laser focus on who you serve, your why you're doing what you're doing. It's very easy to become distracted out there. And, um, you know, I've lost clients or lost business because I didn't have the capacity to serve someone who actually was a sole client who I really wanted to work with. Like I've lost opportunities with people that I really wanted to work with. And it was, and I realized later in hindsight that it was because I was trying to do too much for other people. And so my message wasn't as clear as it needed to be to actually land that client. Um, because it, 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 it muddles or clouds your message when you do that, when you try to, when you try to serve too many people or when you try to be too, when you're not really firm in this is what I do. This is who I am. This is what I want. You know, and it's scary to be that vulnerable and to like really claim that for yourself. And I realize that that can be a struggle, but when you claim it, doors open. When you're cloudy and you live in the gray area, it's very hard for people to understand exactly what you do and to be able to then connect with you and want to work with you or know the right people to refer to you. Um, right. So that was where I screwed up first. And if you want another one, I can share another one. <laughs> well, feel free. I, I, we would love to hear it. Well, I think part of, you know, on that note, part of it was, um, you know, when I first started my business, I did a ton of events and I had, um, I was doing my coaching, but then I was also doing a ton of events and I was doing them under a separate brand name called Namaste Rose. Oh my gosh. I love that. Right. Go ahead. And um, <laughs> well, I had moved to Chicago from Seattle and I, I had like a lot of like really hippie, you know, earthy yogi friends, uh, entrepreneur friends out in Seattle. And then when I moved to Chicago, I had a hard time like reconnecting to that part of my community, the, um, like yogi. I was like, where do I find these people? Uh, and there's like a big, a big drinking culture in Chicago and nothing against it. I would decided to bring these two things together into Namaste Rosé. And so I would host these events at places, venues all over Chicago, um, outside at breweries, inside at places on patios in private event rooms. I did it for companies. I did it for networking groups. I did it some for the public. Um, all of these different things, but I will say that it wasn't truly aligned to what I wanted to do and who I wanted to serve and the kind of coaching that I wanted, that I really wanted to do. Oh. Um, it actually wasn't really aligned to what I wanted to do. And ultimately that part of my business did not, I was overtaken by my competition that eventually started in Chicago. Um, but it was some really good learning lessons. And I would say that since that point, I have been significantly more aligned to what I actually really wanted to be doing with my business, which was always art, the artisan ph pharmacy part of it. Um, and, you know, more of the healing, deep inner, inner work and working with entrepreneurs. So it was a good, it was a good lesson learned. And it was, I had a lot of, yeah. I had a lot of fun running those events, to be honest. Well, so, so, so now let's talk about, let's, let's talk about the fun part. So what would you say is your, your greatest success as an entrepreneur business owner? Oh gosh. I mean, watching the transformation in my clients 
watching them be successful and achieve their goals in the business is probably the most rewarding thing in the world. And, um, my favorite thing about what I do, um, it's, you know, cause I, I don't take credit for any, for any of it. It's unlocking the unique person's own abilities. So seeing them own who they are and blossom, you know, more deeply into, um, the person that they, that they want to be and, and, and watching them take that action. And it's just, it's an absolutely most beautiful process. Um, and then probably all of the amazing partnerships that I have, I've been really blessed to work with some incredible companies. And now I have partnerships with, um, a company called an app called wellness coach. So you guys can join me there. It's free right now through COVID, uh, to, to sign up for the app. It's called wellness coach. You can download it in any app store on, uh, you're on in Apple or Android and join us for live interactive classes as well as on-demand classes and panels and all kinds of stuff. So I love working. I love working with them. My relationship with them. I partnered with Entrepreneur Magazine and many other, other companies to bring these mindfulness and different coaching ideas to more people that need it. So it's been awesome to work with so many cool people that are, that are just really doing good work in the world. And, um, yeah, they've become my greatest teachers. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say, I, I, I just love your attitude and I, I'm sure that that comes from, you know, years of, of that, that mindfulness and mindset training that you've, you've undertaken personally. Um, so if you had, if you could give one piece of advice, like say that the, there's an entrepreneur out there who is ready to transform their mindset and change, change their lives. I mean, really that's what you're talking about. You're talking about very transformative behavior to completely change the way someone approaches life and business and, and what they do. If you could give them one piece of advice to get started, what would that be? Oh gosh, I'm going to do two because one is internal and one is external. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't be tame. Um, All right. <laughs> um, because one is internal. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. You are unique. Shut out the naysayers. Shut out the winds of the world and what other people have to say about what you do. It doesn't matter at all. It's, it's all about you, man. So tune in, listen to that inner voice trust yourself, uh, and hire help. That's the actionable Ooh. external actionable. Um, I've had a coach pretty much the entire time I've been in business. Um, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a coach and I would love to work with you, but I would, uh, <laughs> whether it's me or somebody else, get a coach, you need accountability and the support and the validation and the tools and techniques and the motor. It, it is been the, that has been probably the best thing I've spent money on. And like other people to help with like different act, like free, you know, doing the, the work that I do, and eventually hiring, um, you know, freelancers and other people to work with me and and do what they do best. Um, but investing in yourself is another part of financially is another part of that attraction and investing in your own worth. So you're worth it. That is awesome. amazing. You're worth it. So Sarah, I have I have one more question for you. Okay, and we we talked about this on uh, uh on the on the front end so, oh so here it comes i'm, I'm gonna ask you, i'm gonna ask you the weird question here it goes 
what is the the most unique or the strangest or the weirdest thing in your purse? Oh, I think this is another area where I probably have to choose multiple. <laughs> As- Man, you're just you're not, you're just not letting us buy it today. All right, go. I ahead. don't know. Let's well, hear it. Maybe it's my. I have a flask, like a, a flask that you would normally carry alcohol in, but I put. Um, I'm dairy free. <laughs> as I mentioned. So I love pulling this out at restaurants um, that door, because a lot of restaurants in Chicago don't have almond milk or coconut milk. And so I like to carry around uh, dairy-free milk in a flask. You have a flask of okay. almond milk that you carry around with you? Just in case I, I need coffee and they don't have almond milk, I am covered because I also love coffee. <laughs> okay. I have to tell you, like, I think that might be like you've said a lot of really amazing stuff today. And I'm like, that might be my favorite. I'm just picturing <laughs> you walking around with a flask of almond milk. That's amazing. Uh yeah, and I definitely think that that qualifies. So because I have never met someone who carried around a flask of non-dairy product before. That's another bonus That's- tip for all my dairy-free peeps out there. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're just you're just giving away all the best advice. I love it. Well, I, I have to say, Korean, thank you so much for being with us here today. Uh, it has been a a true pleasure, and I look forward to hearing from listeners who who take on some of your advice. I hope that they reach out to you to your email to download your your uh, your affirmations uh, information. Like, I, it's just been really cool chatting with you. So, thank you so much for being here. Thank you again for having me. This was a joy. I loved hearing your story and you're wonderful. And thank you to all of our listeners for being here with us as well. Um, Definitely send me that email if you want a copy of the affirmations guide or want to connect in in any other way. And yeah. I love it. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't remind everyone that once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle has been sponsored by Fullscale.io. You can also find uh, the Startup Hustle podcast on Instagram at Startup Hustle Podcast. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel. And thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.